Good evening, friends. I hope that you've had a good day. If you are joined with me in morning prayer, you'll know that today the Church of England commemorates John Donne, priest and poet. And this evening, a less well-known of Donne's poems. This one, again, quite appropriate for the times that we're in. Hymn to God, my God, in my sickness by John Donne. Since I am coming to that holy room, where with thy choir of saints forevermore, I shall be made thy music as I come. I tune the instrument here at the door, and what I must do then, think here before. Whilst my physicians by thy love are grown, cosmographers, and I thy map, who lie flat on this bed, that by them may be shown that this is my south-west discovery, per fretum febris, by these straits to die. I joy that in these straits I see my west, for though their currents yield return to none, what shall my west hurt me, as west and east, in all flat maps, and I am one, are one, so death doth touch the resurrection. Is the Pacific Sea my home, or are the eastern riches? Is Jerusalem, Anyan, and Magellan, and Gibraltar, all straits, and none but straits, are ways to them? Whether where Japhet dwelt, or Sham, or Shem? We think that Paradise and Calvary, Christ's cross and Adam's tree, stood in one place, Look, Lord, and find both Adams met in me, as the first Adam's sweat surrounds my face. May the last Adam's blood my soul embrace. So in his purple wrapped receive me, Lord. By these his thorns give me his other crown. And as to others' souls I preach thy word, be this my text, my sermon to mine own. Therefore, that he may raise the Lord throws down. So gather yourself. Bring yourself into God's presence. Open your heart and your mind to the Lord now. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Let your ways be known upon earth your saving power among the nations. Blessed are you, Lord God of our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. As we behold your Son enthroned on the cross, stir up in us the fire of your love, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and walk with you in newness of life, singing the praise of him who died for us and our salvation. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The royal banners forward go, the cross shines forth in mystic glow, where he in flesh, our flesh who made, our sentence bore, our ransom paid. There whilst he hung his sacred side, by soldier's spear was opened wide, to cleanse us in the precious flood, of water mingled with his blood. Fulfilled is now what David told, in true prophetic song of old, how God the nation's king should be, for God is reigning from the tree.
O tree of glory, tree most fair, ordained those holy limbs to bear. How bright in purple robe it stood, the purple of a saviour's blood. Upon its arms, like balance true, he weighed the price for sinners due, the price which none but he could pay, and spoiled the spoiler of his prey. To thee, eternal three in one, let homage meet by all be done, as by the cross thou dost restore, so rule and guide us evermore. That this evening may be holy, good and peaceful, let us pray with one heart and mind. Our evening prayer rises before you, O God. So may your mercy come down upon us to cleanse our hearts and set us free to sing your praise, now and forever. Amen. Psalm 61 You are my refuge, O God, strong tower against the enemy. Hear my crying, O God, and listen to my prayer. On the end of the earth I call to you with fainting heart. Who set me on the rock that is higher than I. For you are my refuge. A strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. And take refuge under the cover of your wings. You, O God, will hear my vows. You will grant the request of those who fear your name. You will add length of days to the life of the king, that his years may endure throughout all generations. May he sit enthroned before God forever. May steadfast love and truth watch over him. So will I always sing praise to your name and day by day fulfil my vows. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. You are my refuge, O God, a strong tower against the enemy. Risen Christ, as you knew the discipline of suffering, the victory that brings us salvation. So grant us your presence in our weakness and a place in your unending kingdom now and forevermore. Amen. The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the first verse. Thus says the Lord, go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, O king of Judah, sitting on the throne of David you and your servants, and your people who enter these gates. Thus says the Lord, act with justice and righteousness, and deliver from the hand of the oppressor anyone who has been robbed. And do no wrong or violence to the alien, the orphan, and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. For if you will indeed obey this word, then through the gates of this house shall enter kings who sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their servants and their people. But if you will not heed these words, I swear by myself, says the Lord, that this house shall become a desolation. Woe to him who builds up his house by unrighteousness, and his upper rooms by injustice, who makes his neighbours work for nothing, and does not give them their wages. 
who says I will build myself a spacious house with large upper rooms, and who cuts out windows for it, panelling it with cedar, and painting it with vermilion. You are king because you compete in cedar. Did not your father eat and drink and do right justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy. Then it was well. Is not this to know me, says the Lord? But your eyes and heart are only on your dishonest gain, for shedding innocent blood and for practising oppression and violence. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, They shall not lament for him, saying, Alas, my brother, or alas, sister. They shall not lament for him, saying, Alas, Lord, or alas, his majesty. With the burial of a donkey he shall be buried, dragged off and thrown out beyond the gates of Jerusalem. It ends the Old Testament lesson. At the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Christ Jesus was in the form of God, but he did not cling to equality with God. He emptied himself taking the form of a servant, and was born in our human likeness. Being found in human form, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The New Testament lesson from the Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter, beginning at the 45th verse. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God, so that from that day on they planned to put him to death. Jesus therefore no longer walked about openly among the Jews, but went from there to a town called Ephraim, in the region near the wilderness, and he remained there with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and were asking one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? Surely he will not come to the festival, will he? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who knew where Jesus was should let them know, so that they might arrest him. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Christ committed no sin, no guile was found on his lips. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. 
By your holy cross you have redeemed the world. By his wounds you have been healed. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. By your holy cross you have redeemed the world. God's love for us is revealed, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. He has looked with favour on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, and has scattered the proud in their conceit casting down the mighty from their thrones, and lifting up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, to remember his promise of mercy, the promise made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. God's love for us is revealed, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So let us pray. With faith and love, and in union with Christ, let us offer our prayer before the throne of grace. Have mercy on your people for whom your Son laid down his life. Lord, have mercy. Bring healing and wholeness to people and nations, and have pity on those torn apart by division. Lord, have mercy. Strengthen all who are persecuted for your namesake, and deliver them from evil. Lord, have mercy. Look in mercy upon all who suffer, and hear those who cry out in pain and desolation. Lord, have mercy. Bring comfort to the dying, and gladden their hearts with the vision of your glory. Lord, have mercy. Give rest to the departed, and bring them with your saints to glory everlasting. Lord, have mercy. Let us commend the world for which Christ died to the mercy and protection of God. And in silence, in the stillness of our hearts, let us bring those individual prayers that we have for our loved ones, our neighbours, those unknown to us in our community. Bring all of your cares and concerns and anxieties to the Lord now.
Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Standing at the foot of the cross, let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Christ, who bore our sins on the cross, set us free to serve him with joy. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. For those of you who'd like to know a little bit more about John Donne, um, if you continue listening, I'm going to read from a, a volume called Saints on Earth, a biographical companion to common worship. John Donne was born into a Roman Catholic family in London in 1572. His father, an ironmonger, died when Donne was four. After periods of study at both Oxford and Cambridge, he came down without a degree and began the study of law at Lincoln's Inn in 1592. About two years later, he relinquished the Roman Catholic faith and conformed to the Church of England, possibly in order to qualify for a career in government service. But whatever his motives, Dunn took his newfound Anglican faith seriously. In 1596, he joined the naval expedition led by the Earl of Essex against Cadiz in Spain. On his return to England in 1598, he was appointed private sec secretary to Sir Thomas Edgerton, Lord Keeper of the Seal. And in 1601, he secretly married Edgerton's 16-year-old niece, Anne Moore. This lost him his job and earned him a short period of imprisonment. But in a few short years, he had turned from a debauched and sceptical youth into both a faithful husband and a man of faith. During the next few years, Dunn made a meagre living as a lawyer, a book he wrote in 1610, encouraging Roman Catholics to take the oath of allegiance to the king, brought Dunn to the notice of James I, who may have suggested that he considered a career in the church. Certainly, he was appointed as a royal chaplain a few months after his ordination in 1615. Dunn continued to write poetry, but most of it remained unpublished until 1633. In 1617, his wife died, and in his bereavement, Dunn turned fully to his vocation as an ordained minister. From 1621 until his death, he was Dean of St Paul's, and with a growing reputation as a preacher, drew large crowds to hear him, both at the cathedral and at St Paul's Cross, the nearby outdoor pulpit. Largely forgotten by the century after his death, Dunn's reputation was restored in the 1920s when Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot open, openly acknowledged their literary debt to him. Today Dunn is recognised as one of the greatest of the 17th century metaphysical poets, many of whom, like George Herbert, were influenced by his work. Unlike George Herbert, however, Dunn wrote both sacred and secular poetry, and his main themes of human love and divine love remain ever relevant, as demonstrated in this extract from Holy Sonnet. Batter my heart, the three-person God, 
For you, as yet but knock, breathe, shine, and seek to mend. But I am betrothed unto your enemy. Divorce me, untie, or break that knot again. Take me to you. Imprison me. For I, except you enthrall me, shall never be free, nor ever chaste, except you ravish me.